Welcome back to Blueprint Pros. This is Randall Dobbins with business partner Blueprint. And yes, I am so wonderful I can't stand myself. Today, we're going to talk about does size really matter? Yep, you heard me. The question is, does the size of your company really matter regarding getting contracts with the big boys? The short answer is yes. The longer answer is maybe. If you're talking about the six, seven, eight, nine, ten figure contracts, you're going to end up with the issue around coverage, scale. You might be able, I mean, if it's like a, a large um, manufacturing plant, you might be able to get that large a contract servicing one location. But more than likely for these types of contracts with the big boys, you're going to be covering multiple sites, multiple locations, multiple business units. And so you have the issue of what is reasonable for your company to handle. It's like, would I give a $10 million contract to a company that only has like one, two or three employees. Well, if I thought they could ramp up and service the contract, maybe, but more than likely that's going to be a push. They'd have to work really hard to convince me that with only a staff of three and bear in mind, you know, the size of staff may have nothing to do with, with um, their ability to perform, but the perception of, how large your organization is, sales-wise, um, a number of full-time employees, or as 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 we say in industry, W two employees, and so forth. That does matter. It speaks to what types of systems and processes you have in place. It speaks to it infers your sophistication around billing and addressing customer service issues. It speaks to, you, you, you know, if you have to be in two or three places at once, how, how what, what's your organizational capacity to, to do that? So on the one hand, yes, size matters. On, uh, now, now on um, uh, five figure contracts, uh, six figure contracts, in some cases, maybe not so much. If you have less than five people in your business, you might be able to service a contract more than likely. Yeah, assuming it's not a consultancy where uh, you really and truly are are uh, going in, doing a diagnostic location by location. You can easily do up to about five or six hundred thousand um, as an individual with, with a large dedicated corporate contract. But you're not going to have that many of them. You're going to have one contract. Uh, one corporation, if you're doing that much volume with them, and your business will forever be at risk if they drop you, you're 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 you're, you're done. You're, you're not going to have the bandwidth to service two or three five hundred thousand dollar contracts with a large corporation. They'll eat you alive. Um, there's just not enough of you. You will have to hire. At, you're actually going to have to hire at about two hundred fifty thousand. But. Um, the, the five and six figure contracts are, are possible, um, with, with a, with a small company, but you, you would want to do this where if you prove that you can get 
a hundred thousand dollar contract, a five hundred thousand dollar contract, even a fifty thousand dollar contract. You want to be able to prove that you can do it again, 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 and again. In which case, you'll end up building out capability to handle handle larger and larger and larger business. So let me kind of give you a story, a real life story of something that I went through. Now that you have that as a backdrop. I uh, started out, this was my electrical wholesale business, my utility pole line hardware. For those of you that don't, you know, in case you don't know, if you look at a utility pole, pick any city anywhere in the world that has electricity, there are as many as 5,000 different items that can be on that pole. And um, there's an industry surrounding this. In the U.S., that industry is easily um, uh, a five to fifteen billion dollar industry just by itself. Who knew? Who knew? And uh, I'd gotten into that industry, and I had, uh, you know, I knew I wasn't going to go after the the big contracts with the local utility companies just yet. I had to really and truly get my feet wet, get some things going. And uh, establish myself in the market and build up to going after the big boys. This is what I was thinking when I first got started. And so I was looking to uh, bite off a smaller piece of business where I knew I could be successful. I knew that within every refinery and chemical plant that they spent somewhere between $100,000 to $200,000 per year doing utility work it wasn't their 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 main activity they hadn't really focused on it as a major opportunity because it's just something they absolutely had to have it it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't an activity that really drove their top line and so i like okay all right this is a great carve out for a diverse business for a minority business owner and so I was talking with a buddy of mine. We were at one of these um, uh, business councils. I was on a committee with her. And I said, you know, hey, I'd like to, you know, we've been doing this committee work, but I'd like to actually come in and talk with you about a business opportunity. And she goes, okay, Randall, what do you have? And I said, well, I want to come in and talk with you about um, about um, providing utility pole line hardware for your for your refineries and um and oil fields she looks at me and she says randall if you're honest with yourself you'd realize you're not big enough to do business with us and i was so taken aback i was so shocked i was i was i was i was like hurt truth be told about that because I'm like, well, you know who I am. You know my background. You know I know procurement. Shoot, I'm here teaching about strategic alliances and um, uh, you, 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 you know what I'm capable of doing. Why, why would you tell me something like that? And so I didn't say anything because I, I was in shock. So, you know, I went home that night and I had, uh, you know, a beverage uh, a, 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 a distilled beverage. <laughs> this was a night that milk and Coca-Cola and water was not going to, uh, be, be, be the right answer for me. And so I started thinking about what she was really telling me. Was she actually telling me that, uh, I was too small or was she actually telling me 
that based on everything that she knew about my business, my the perception that she had was that um, I was a really, really small company that was asking for an opportunity that I hadn't demonstrated to her that I could handle. And after I thought about that, I'm like, she's right. I really hadn't had a chance to talk with her about my capabilities, what all we could do, uh, why I was comfortable asking her for the business and and representing to her what I thought uh, we could do across the country at all of her locations. And so that was perhaps and and, and it was it was it, it was a gut blow. I, I mean, I tell you it was gut wrenching. it was it was a solid uh, uh, gut punch because I was like, wow, you know, I had to struggle through, you know, is she telling me, I'm not big enough. Is she telling me, wait your turn? Is she telling me, you know, all these things that have been programmed into me that happens to diverse suppliers and the reasons why we haven't been able to get where we thought we uh, should have been. You know, this wasn't 30 years ago where 70% of the reason why we didn't get opportunities is because we were, you know, black or women or Mexican or Asian or whatever. You know, this, this was... Uh, much later, uh, 2005. And at that time, I was like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Um, you know, a number of minority and women businesses are getting contracts. What's what's wrong with my company? Why can't I get one? And so I really and truly had to go all the way back to my archives as a buyer and back to my archives as a seller and kind of think through what did I do wrong in that transaction? And so, as I was saying a moment ago, what I did wrong was I hadn't done my homework. I hadn't made clear to her that I was ready to perform at that level that I was talking with her about. So, there was nothing about my pitch that differentiated my company from any other company that she spoke with and a lot of the companies that she spoke with really and truly just weren't ready. And in this case, not ready meant they hadn't had credible proof to her or anyone in her network that, you know, I could uh, perform, they could perform, or we could, could, could perform, that we could handle the work, that we could do it, that we could knock it out the park, that we could exceed, ex, you know, meet and exceed expectations. So that was a huge uh, learning lesson because oftentimes the issue of size is, you know, are you a, a one, two, three, four, five person shop and you're trying to go after the super big contracts? And if that's the case, you're going to have to come up with another solution. You know, it, you, you won't get the, let me, let me say this differently. It's going to be difficult, extremely difficult to get the super big contracts with a shop that small. It can happen, but it is rare. You can bet your company's future on it, and it's a, it's a, you know, everybody can win the lottery. But you know, it's probably not the smartest bet, and it's probably definitely not the best use of your your resources and assets. You can get there; you just have to be smarter about it. So, the uh, the 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 bigger challenge then becomes, well, what do you need to do? How, how, how do you, 
you know, if if a if if a large portion of the the money is concentrated uh, to the bigger bigger dollars, but my company isn't quite ready to to uh, play at that level, what do I do? Well, that's why you need a business partner blueprint. That's when you need to learn how to effectively work with other companies to meet these complex demands of larger corporations. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It is the secret that no one's telling you, but it's something that you need to figure out and you need to learn. And so what I'm going to close with is uh, size matters, but size is a solvable problem. And not only is it a solvable problem, it's a solvable problem that you should keep in your toolkit from this day forward in your business because it not only solves the size issue, it solves the speed issue. When you start seeing that you're in a market that's quickly changing, you're losing market share, um, you know, you need to be able to figure out how do you quickly um, um, adjust to changing, rapidly changing market conditions. Uh, how do you quickly seize upon opportunities to go into new new markets or new geographies? Uh, you know, especially when you when you start looking at international and global business. So, and and the size issue is part and parcel to to that as well. But. I digress. Uh, what I wanted to leave you with in this case, in this case, is is uh, under the category of does size matter? That I want you to actually spend some more time thinking about. If I'm honest with myself, if I'm practical, if I'm realistic, how much business can I really and truly take on? And what provisions do I have in place where if I land a big fish, that um, you know I'm comfortable that I can handle it with more than just a hope and a prayer. Hope and a prayer is good. That's a great start. That'll get you get you a long ways, but you're going to actually need to have some operational efficiency and proficiency behind you. So how do you add that to that hope and prayer? So that's it for today. We will talk more. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts and questions about this. Uh, what I want to encourage you with is is that this is clearly a solvable problem. It speaks to the long-term viability of your, your business, your the legacy portion of your business. Uh, I mentioned to you, you're going to need a business partner blueprint to handle this specific issue. And with that business partner, blue, partner blueprint, you've actually started setting yourself up for a legacy business. You'll never look back. We'll talk more about the business partner blueprint in uh, future episodes, but I do want you, I do want to um, help you to start being honest with yourself about size and what size means to your business and what size means in the corporate world. It is possible that you could say, "Hey, really and truly, I don't want a big organization. What I really want is a is a good, um, you know, 150, $300,000 a year business um, where it's me and maybe an admin or a clerk or something like that. And uh, I want to design the business around that. You can do that as well in the corporate space. You just have to understand that um, when you do that, that um, there are going to be good and bad years. 
And you, when you get across one of those bad years where the management team swaps out and your opportunity dries up, that uh, hopefully that you've saved enough to withstand that downturn and you have a good Rolodex that you can uh, bring in another client uh, quickly enough. So that that's a workable model, and that's a workable model even for corporations, but corporations really and truly are looking for people who can grow with them. So, um, you know, most of them have the, uh, the grow or die model. We're seeing this happen with Sears right now. In the corporate world, if you're not growing, you're dying. So all of them are looking at how to increase sales, whatever market says, you know, whether it's 2%, 3%, 5%, 10%, 20%, whatever it is, year over year. That's that's just the way that organism works. It's been working that way f- since the beginning of time. It should be the way that your company works if you're a for-profit business. Um, else, if you're not growing, you're dying. You, 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 you're not growing, you're standing still, you start withering, and as you wither, you, you die. You get left behind. And we see this with Sears, Montgomery Wards. Um, shoot, as a matter of fact, General Motors had to get rid of what uh, Pontiac and Oldsmobile. Uh, we, we see this in so many different markets where things just disappear. They're, they're no, you know, go away, go the way of the fax machine. So that's uh, that's uh, the, the story about size and scale and uh, does size really matter in corporate contracting. This is uh, Randall signing off for the day. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.